Cipro Actually, or something like I'm, that. I'm traveling. Cipro is if I'm going to like the jungle. Um, yeah, yeah. I, just tell them you're going to, you're going to Bhutan. Going to Bhutan. You're worried hey. you might. You've been to Bhutan. I've been to Bhutan and they made me leave because they didn't have any medicine. <laughs> they were like, you're sick and you need a real doctor. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that is true. That is exactly what happened. They're like, oh, you should get on the next plane. Um, but I. My sister wait. was kicked. Oh, wait. So what you're saying is a corpsman was kicked out of Bhutan because we got too sick. To we got too sick in. and they couldn't treat me. And welcome to an aquatic version of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we are going to submerge ourselves on an adventure to Atlantis and talk about Aquaman. I am joined today by my sister, Becky. Hello, hello. How's California? It's finally sunny. The rain, the rains are over, and it is a beautiful, sunny Northern California day. And because schedules have been so crazy, Lily... Uh, is not joining us today, but we are being joined by someone who, as, who looks like well, Lily. Uh, <laughs> why do you have to make it weird? Because it's true. Um, also, it's not because schedules are crazy. It's because she has bronchitis. Oh, and she has bronchitis and schedules are crazy. But my wife, Mrs. Pancake herself, Allie, is here. Welcome. Sugar-free pancake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In the house. Broccoli like a pancake. whole grain. The a broccoli. Whole grain <laughs> A salad pancake. pancake. Is there a <laughs> salad-flavored salad pancake? That's the one that Allie has. And Allie and I, the other night, because of Becky's amazing recommendation, we watched Aquaman. And we enjoyed it, I would say, right? We enjoyed it overall? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yay. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we were not left with an enormous amount of questions. And I mean, Becky, I feel like it's a personal choice to have questions. Like, you can choose to be like, <laughs> wow, I have a lot of questions about this movie. Or it could be like, that doesn't really matter. So much suspension of disbelief. So, <sighs> first of all, you know, one thing that is so important to me about movies is them delivering on their promises. And the promises of Aquaman were made to you, made to me by you. Becky. And I don't exactly remember what it was, other than that you had a lot of fun and I had a lot of fun. So that is my general reaction. Fun, is that yes. Aqu- the promise it should be delivering on is one of fun, not one of seriousness or importance or logic. Just fun. Exactly. And speaking of which, Lily, Becky, sorry, you're not... <laughs> Sorry. Uh oh. Can edit that in Uh-oh. post. No, 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 it's got to stay. <laughs> That's fine. We Becky, know which spe- sibling you sp- wish you were talking to. Speaking of which, can you just tell us about, tell the listeners what Aquaman is about? Can anyone okay. really do that? It is about a, a an under the sea kingdom with several fish creature people. <laughs> I don't know what they are because they're like, okay, it's about an under-the-sea kingdom and one kingdom is meant to marry another kingdom. Is that someone right? Somewhat right? And like yeah. the princess 
mermaid fish lady escapes, comes onto land, falls in love with a human, has a son, and then is captured by her evil kingdom and disappears and we think she's dead. Her son grows up to be kind of like a demigod, but not not God, like a demigod. He's kind man. of like he's kind of like a hipster superhero slash like bartender i don't know it's sort of like it's no he's not a bartender he's like a like a i don't know like a not a pirate like a seaman does that (laughs) i don't think that any of those are accurate but he well he's like a reverse pirate i think here's why i'm having a hard time explaining the plot like i can explain the plot of there's this guy arthur and he's half human half sea creature with godlike powers you know these like very powerful sea creature people um, who were once he... above the ocean but eventually like yeah i feel like that was explained at one yeah, point yeah, for sure. they above the ocean okay. but then oh, they right, right, right. and yeah, now like some of them can't like breathe above the ocean anyways but the point is that in a typical hero's journey he has to um you know kind of come to terms with his powers and his abilities and be this reluctant hero to a kingdom of people that he has never met and has you know no connection to um and kind of have and and become this this savior of sorts. So it's it's so a little like, bit like the Lion King. So what you're sure, saying like, so like, is it's, it's any hero's journey. But of. so Earth. So just Very so classic. people understand, Earth and the bar that he gets drunk and his dad with are like I Timon feel, and Pumbaa. I feel like we're just getting into the weeds here. Like I was trying to explain the whole backstory of his mom and how he came to be, and the problem with doing that is that I don't understand how the undersea world <laughs> kingdom works. Like it's a kind of maybe it's like a little bit like Game of Thrones where you have like very you have like King of the North, King of the Oh sea, yeah, King of, like you know seven, what I mean? No, there were seven. There's like a bunch of there's like very. To... Wait, listen to Allie. Allie clearly oh, was taking I notes. I paid attention. There was. <laughs> seven kingdoms i think atlantis was like the strongest of the i don't really know the history of atlantis that well but but like <laughs> it's not a real place <laughs> are you sure i'll be, I, he would beg to differ he's the king of atlantis um so they were like warring and different factions but then at some point they had to have like a quorum like that was made very quick clear right. there had to be a quorum of undersea <laughs> kingdoms who agreed to like attack Above, the people you're right, above. You're right. There was a parliamentary procedure thing going on for a big part of the Okay, the point, of- the no, point is that the undersea kingdoms have decided to band together, for the most part, um, and destroy the land people. So that would be us. And Arthur, who's this half-human, half-under, half-Atlantean, you know. A uh, mudblood, if you will. A mud, you know, exactly, has to... Um, um, uh, he it goes on this hero's journey to realize his true power and place as the rightful king of Atlantis and save the human world by battling the, I keep wanting to say fish world, but they're not fish. I mean, they're well, some, like some of them sea are creature fish, world. By the way. Some of them are like fish people. Some of them are people people. Some of them are people who can only breathe underwater. Some of them ride giant seahorses. Like it's, there's a lot. I feel like you're bearing the lead. But again, but again, I feel like we are getting into the weeds by trying to explain the plot. Like, there's no real point in trying to explain what this movie's about. Why are we not talking about Dolphin Amber Heard? That is, like, by far one of the most entertaining parts of the whole movie. I want to get into casting. Is that is that a thing we'll be? Yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't we start at the top? Let's start with Jason Momoa. Ugh. 
love. There's not. There's not enough love for me to express how much I love him in this role. Look, he looks like he he looks like another alternate version of The Rock. So you know he has my vote. Like I'm already in. When I he's mean, got tattoos, he's, he's giant. So it's the fact that he is so charming. I don't know why it surprised me, but I just I loved how charming he was. I, and I also feel like out of everyone in the movie, movie, out of everyone who made the movie, he's the only one who understood it. He got it. He got what the whole tone was supposed to be, how the audience was meant to feel. I feel like he connected with us. That I think you you raise a really good point because everyone else, I feel like they were they were pretty serious. Like they they, you know, they thought they was... were in Avengers: Infinity War, and he is like, no, no, no. This is Aquaman. This is. <laughs> This is not meant to be that good. <laughs> all I kept thinking the whole time was this was a movie that literally was mocked throughout all of Entourage. Like, I can't believe we're actually <laughs> watching the real Aquaman after all these years of lead up. That is so funny. That, that, um, that is, that, I, so, so I'm with you on Jason Momoa. I think, I think he has yet to get the movie that really is befitting of his true sense of humor and charm. Uh, this was this was up there because I think this movie the guys making the movie clearly got it and he's he's played Aquaman in um, the Justice League which I hadn't seen yet but he has he has that wit and that sense of humor that kind of gets that he gets that he he's from listen, it's almost like he's from our world so he kind of is in on the joke of what the heck on the is joke. going listen, on listen, here. The fir- I think it's like the first time we really see him or one of the first times we see him in the movie. He it's this shot it. I think it like pushes in where it's a, it's a shot of him, of him from the back and it pushes in on him and he whips his hair and he throws his head over his shoulder and he just goes permission to come aboard. And I feel <laughs> like that's it, baby. Like that's, that's it. That's uh, the I, joke. That's I, the movie. He I, got me like from that moment in, I'm like sold. I love you. I'm going to love everything you do in this movie. And I feel like if you had seen the same performance at the magic Mike show that you guys went to, it would have been oh the same exact scene I and you would have just as much I didn't in. even okay. think of drawing that connection but now it makes sense why I loved him and this movie so much because it was like if Magic Mike did Aquaman there we go <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think Momoa is charming hilarious he gets the joke I walked away from this thinking because you know I'm all in on the Shazam that's going to be with Zachary Levi that's coming out oh, soon 100% that, that forget all of this Batman and Superman moping around talking about their mother Martha and let's get oh. Momoa and Zachary Levi in a movie together because Agreed. that would be like like Thor and Hulk when they put them in Thor Ragnarok together like that is on screen perfect chemistry. you know that Thor is my is my least highly ranked of all the Marvel I'm like the man has a hammer people let's up let's bring it up enough <laughs> has, it's fine he has godlike powers you know and, and a hammer to be clear he has an axe now as of the yeah end he, of has, the he has he has to learn how to be strong without his hammer I mean that's Mon awesome. Alley, we can all carry through our day to day life, right? It's got a lot of levels. Um, so I have I have deep issues with Amber Heard, and I would like to share those before I have to depart. Um, she was the least entertaining, least likable part of that movie. It took me like 15 minutes to realize who she was, and then I was like. Really? We're giving her parts? Whoa! I just brought it back to Magic Mike. She's also in Magic Mike. Yeah, Magic Mike. She's in Magic, Magic Mike, Mike, too. Mike. She's the, like, cranky 
beach friend that he makes Got, like, on the way down photographer. on the way down to Orlando or Jacksonville yeah, or yeah, yeah. Tampa, like the pseudo beach like the pseudo deep uh, magic photographer Mike too. friend not, 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 not OG Magic Mike I mean I've only uh, seen Magic Mike 2 like four times uh, as opposed to the uh, like I just listen I don't, I don't mean to speak poorly of anyone, but she leaves no impression on me. No, she just was like I mean, in a vinyl swimsuit, like mermaid suit the whole time being flat and kind of uninspired. So how much of that back is a director on a director versus casting versus performance? I don't know. I got, I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like in this case, truly, in some some cases, you can really break it down and, you know, and blame one over the other. But this feels to me like equal thirds across the board. You know who I would have no. liked to have seen in that role who I think, A, tonally would have been better? And I think I feel like I'll be up. sad if you tell me because then I'll just be thinking about how much better that part could. So have I been. think but if go. they, I think if they recast Amber Heard in the sequel, which which they should, which like no one would notice, no one would notice. I, yeah, Isla Fisher. Ooh, oh, she'd be oh funny. my god! Yeah, like obviously, put her in everything. She's so funny. Like that would have been because I feel like he needed someone he could have had a comedic rapport with. It was like he was acting next to a doorpost. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she might be very talented, but I just I don't think I don't it think was. There was this was not her part. That. Well, no, but maybe she's very talented. But I don't think she was the right fit for the tone of that movie. And then on top of that, they directed her. She sometimes was funny, sometimes was serious. She sometimes it, was like zany and kooky. And, and, I'm gonna eat these flowers. And I'm not sure she really committed to being in that. Whereas I feel like someone like Isla Fisher would feel the responsibility of being in a comic book movie and get it. And with that, we're going to thank Allie, who has to go back to what something, and I am using air quotes here, parenting mm. our children. And thank you for joining us. Your kids are set. Your kids are like tiny adults. They're fine. <laughs> they may or may not be roaming around the neighborhood at this point. I was like, guys, I'm going to podcast. Try not to leave the house. All right. No. Family that podcast together. Look, we. Bye back. This is everything Bye. we have to do to keep them off the show one day they will be on the show but we told them they're too young at this point um, so okay so we've gone through casting now let's talk no about... no we haven't gone through casting no Actually, no, no let's go I... through the next casting question oh, okay let's talk about man bun willem dafoe i really need to talk about willem dafoe and here's my problem <laughs> i love willem dafoe in everything i love him he's truly one of my favorite actors i feel like he's so underused you know so underused. He really deserves to just be in, I want to see him in everything. But there was something off about it. And I wonder if it does come down to the directing, because I feel like the director let Momoa be campy and goofy and sweet and charming. But then Willem Dafoe, who's quite a dramatic actor, was like, no, I'm taking this part very seriously. And the director, the director must have been like, Oh well, you're Willem Dafoe, so you definitely so, know what so, you're doing. So this is and where I, I may. Like they were, they this were is acting I, in two different films. This is where I may not blame the director, and where I would say that there is this crutch that superhero movies rely on, which is, oh, we need to have an old mentor character. Let's get an Oscar winner. No, it's, but it's that, almost like the Obi Wan Kenobi crutch. Well, it's no. Well, this is part, so part of like the. Um, part of the hero's journey is that they need to be like a reluctant hero and they have a mentor who comes in and shows them the way and trains them or gives them their confidence boost or whatever is needed so that they can then go on and complete the journey. So I get what Willem Dafoe's character is meant to be. I I get the character. It's the casting part. But, 
but here's the thing that we know Willem Dafoe can do zany and weird and funny. Hello, remember Boondock Saints? Oh, he's the whole ending with the movie. cross dressing. I mean, he could do something really elevated with this part, and I feel like they just kept it in this very narrow space where it was like this is just going to be a serious dramatic role and and so what's funny is is that i kept expecting a twist with his role i'm like oh maybe he's working secretly with blonde patrick wilson i kept telling ellie there's gonna be a twist and i'm like but it was just so boring where at the end where the end right blonde patrick wilson's like you're secretly against me you're going in jail like or whatever they did to him it was like completely uninteresting you know yeah, they didn't really, and and I don't understand what the bun was for. No, I don't know. I guess I guess it's I don't know. But anyways, I so I was I was underwhelmed and I was disappointed with with um, no with his performance. I think he's a great actor, but I guess with the choices that were made for that performance, and that's what I'm saying. But I don't blame him. I don't think he did a poor job with it. I think he was just kind of kept in in this very narrow role, like you said, to be the you know, and he was, mentor. and he was phenomenal as the Green Goblin in that first Spider-Man. Oh yeah, no. He, so he, he, I'm he, saying he's incredible. He can bring it. I feel like they didn't let him bring it. Yeah, exactly. They were like, nope, just be a boring, serious Oscar winner yep. to give this gravitas. And for Aquaman, they sh- there was a no. scene with sharks with laser beams fighting seahorses that were like chariots. Yep. How serious were they yep. going to make this movie? This is not a movie with gravitas. This is it, it, not a movie should, with gravitas. It should just be like a movie that's fun. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about the um, uh, the the Manta, the Black Manta character. So many bad guys in this movie. <laughs> There's so many. a lot of bad guys. Track of them. And like and, his motivation was thin at best. Yeah, and he's and I get that he's a traditional supervillain of of Aquaman, like dating back to the '60s. So he's so he's relevant. I mean, I mean he's relevant in the they were throwing someone in there, but not only did they they spent a lot of time on his motivation. And spent a lot of time on him making his costume. Like again, I don't <laughs> care where his costume. Like no part of me when he shows up in that costume is like, whoa, how did he make that? That's not important. Yeah, they they I think they made his costume as much like the original comics as possible, which sometimes you're just like, huh, <laughs> like know. least no, threatening bad guy. Yeah. And they had to explain to us. They were like, we we need to make his head giant, like right. the original Black Manta. Okay, right. so if we're gonna do that, we need to explain why we, need to we have would do something so ridiculous. Scene of, <laughs> no, first a scene of him getting an original costume that's like four minutes long now we need another seven minute scene of him doing experiments on the costume and rebuilding it i'm surprised they didn't do another whole chapter of the movie explaining when he learned chemistry and how to and <laughs> robotics and like you know like it was a lot of backstory a lot and, of and i also Lily don't think i also don't think that they revisited this although maybe it's for the sequel I don't think that they really, maybe I missed this, but I felt like they were setting up a whole point about Mercy and how Aquaman, by not showing Mercy to Black Manta when he's in his original precarious situation and letting his father die, creates this terrible villain. And they never really 
begin right, that. They exactly. never really bring that back as a, a now now Black Manta spoiler alert survives at the end of the movie despite having his head exploded. <laughs> and he's floating away. Yeah, that's the the after credit yeah. scene is him floating away and being yeah, found yeah, by yeah, some fishermen yeah, or something. And yeah. and I feel like okay, well maybe they're we're setting this up, but to me I felt like were they really confident Aquaman was going to have a sequel such that they needed to like why did everyone have to spend all this time setting up sequels why can't they just tell a story and it'd be so exciting that you want to hear more about that character's journey and not drop like these because I gotta tell you as far as like having another bad guy I don't need Black Manta coming back I think he wasn't that cool of a bad guy he wasn't that interesting his backstory didn't really matter I don't know why I need more of him as the bad but, guy I'm sure they but his, up with his laser better. his giant laser head was Giant laser head was something special. See, the costume, the giant laser head costume to me fit the tone of the movie, but the backstory was oddly serious. Right? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, it, it's, it's uneven, and I think Jason Momoa got what this movie was supposed to be, and he executed it the absolute best. And then there's just all these other things that just uh, make it very uneven. But but I'm not here to criticize it, because like I said, I don't really want to overthink it. Well, I, well, that's it. So it was, it was super enjoyable. The humor was great. The action was fun. It was totally, it was like almost like an animated adventure at certain points. When they were underwater and they were fighting, fighting, it was like an animated adventure. I think I enjoyed Patrick Wilson as the kind of pretty boy. I had no problem with him. I thought he was actually like, uh, it was surprising to see him in the movie, but I was like, all right, that feels like, you know, you didn't want to get a super big shot and he was probably reasonably priced and he's a good enough actor. Did a great job as the like Aryan brother. And and Nicole Kidman as his mom, I thought they I don't know how much money they paid her, but she wore maybe one of the most ridiculous costumes I've ever seen in a movie when they go and they find her in the Badlands or the Trench World. I had no idea she was in this movie. (laughs) I when I saw her, I was flipping out. Also, you mean when they go find her in Jurassic Park? There are literally dinosaurs flying around there. But there was this whole bit at the beginning, which is almost like a a tribute to Splash, where she is a a Mm -hmm. person that, Mm -hmm. and I thought she sold that so well. Like, like, right, like as she was not phoning it in. I thought she was really funny, and I thought I really believed that she loved um, the father, who's played by, by the way, played by Tamora Morrison, who is the guy who played Jango Fett and all of the clones in the Star Wars movies. So cool. So I really, I actually really. And I loved him as the father. I thought he was funny and the kind of bro relationship between Arthur and him, Aquaman and Mm -hmm. him was really cool. Mm -hmm. And and, um, there wasn't an unnecessary killing of Aquaman's parents in the movie, which is great because I thought they were actually charming older actors that they threw in the movie that I'd like to see more of Aqua family and what, what they're up to. Like I want to see, I want to see. I want to see a prequel of like Baby Aqua Arthur. Yeah, but 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 with Jason Momoa's head photoshopped on it, so we can have his sense of humor. Maybe an animated Junior Aquaman adventure. Or maybe he just like has a kid, and it's like him with like his kid. Now, another great casting in the movie was Dolph Lundgren as that. See, that was an amazing casting. Dolph Lundgren as. Amber Heard character's dad with like the flowy underwater beard like the so King Triton kind of look was amazing because Dolph Lundgren 
like he knew he had to play serious, but because he's Dolph Lundgren, we also know that like okay, Ivan Drago is floating underwater right yeah, now. Yeah, there's only like this there's is only, amazing. You can only take it so seriously. Like I just wanted the only thing I missed was him saying release the Kraken or something like that. That would have <laughs> been that would have been awesome. But he was really fun, and I really loved what they did with his character. Because his character is a character that had morals. And even though he made some bad choices, he makes good choices at the end. It reminded me a little bit of Black Panther. here's, Here's the thing. Don't you feel like as far as the morality of all the underwater kingdoms and their motivations, it's like they didn't really spend that much time on any of it. It's like... I disagree with you. I agree with you. I disagree with you. You know, it was like, uh, I don't know. I think he respected... For amount of time they spent on backstory, I could have used a little bit more there. There was so much exposition in this movie. Every conversation between Amber Heard and Aquaman were these, like, lengthy explanations of, like, myths of Atlantis. And then, not only that, the five other kingdoms. And the fishermen, they came from this. And And the the crab king came from there. Oh, yeah. Crab (laughs) people. I forgot about that. And let's be clear... Patrick Wilson commits straight up regicide. He he, he like he goes and executes one of the one yeah, of the Yeah, man. Right? It was it was it was, that was it super was, shady. It was wild, but I I think this one was a lot of fun and it's in a little bit it's like the first Thor where the first Thor it, uh what's his name? Hemsworth is so good as Thor. The rest of the movie is like, what is this? All right, fine. And then the second, the second Thor, like, what is this? But but we've got gold with Hemsworth as Thor. Right. It's sort of like it's like he shines best, you know, in in these as part of the. And no, doesn't say he shines best. I love Ragnarok. Like that was fantastic. But he also does really well as part of the ensemble, you know, the Avengers. And so I see what you're saying. Like let's just stick Aquaman in a bunch of other movies because he's super. Yeah. Or 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 give Aquaman like a. a, different plot like send aquaman to space in the next movie there's no water in space that'll be a huge challenge for him (laughs) but how will he commune with the whales yeah i mean his ability to talk to whales was awesome Love that part you know recently um some guy i think it was like a kayaker i forget what it was some guy got like (laughs) wild swallowed half swallowed by a whale that actually happened he got stuck in the jaw no but was he okay Google it. It's a real story. All right. So that was um, an amount of time spent talking about Aquaman that is only one-fifth the length of the movie. But in general, general, if you are looking for a fun, the definition of a Friday night movie is is Aquaman. 100%. Like, get some snacks, make some popcorn. It's going to be fun. And what else are you watching lately, Beck? Well, you know, like I, I said during the, the pre-show, my daughter is sick with a fever and an eye infection and a cold, and so we're not watching a ton, but I have been, when I have a, a minute here or there, I've been watching um, Working Moms, and I just finished The Letdown, and now I'm watching Working Moms, and I would say, you know, as uh, I'm a year into it or so with a kid, that shit is funny those shows are hilarious um i tried watching them right after miri was born but it, like the letdown but it was too fresh and it, it, i couldn't i didn't i couldn't get it like i couldn't deal with it but now that i'm deep enough into it 
I'm very, very much enjoying both Working Moms and I'm a huge fan of Catherine Reitman. Uh, yeah, she's great. I, I, Ivan Reitman's daughter, Jason Reitman's sister. Uh, she she's so funny and always sunny in Philadelphia. So, as so funny. What's her name? Ponderosa. Yeah. The the on and off love interest <laughs> of Dennis, and I'm really glad to hear that she kind of has her thing. That is, I haven't watched it yet. Really, I don't know. really great. It's a wonderful. Just she's got like a wonderful voice and perspective. And it's really well done. So I'm enjoying that. I also finished Bodyguard, which I had talked about in our previous episode. Um, and I would say I, I really, I still really liked it. I had a lot of issues. The sister did it, just like in the original. No, Shy. Just like and in. Stop trying to predict it. Um, no, I'm just, had, I'm just using the Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston uh, movie as the example. It was the sister. Not, um, anyways. I had a lot of issues with the first half of the last episode where I thought I was going to actually pull my hair out. I was so frustrated by the writing, but I would say overall, I still really enjoyed the the season. So finish the bodyguard and now I've been watching working moms after finishing the letdown. I feel like I'm in a good place and I'm kind of catching up on my Brooklyn nine, nine, my Goldbergs, you know, doing all that. Well, oh, I have... oh, oh, wait, 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 sorry. No, I got more. I have more. Okay. So, a few weeks ago, I got Vlad to watch Free Solo. He was like, palms, palms were sweating the whole time. Loved the movie. And since then, we have been on a kick of watching all these climbing documentaries. And did I tell you, did I tell you this? I watched this movie called Dawn Wall. So good. So good. If you've seen Free Solo, there's another climber that's in it, Tommy Caldwell. He's the one that's like training Alex to, to climb El Capitan. And so this is a documentary about Tommy, and it's so good. It's from a few years ago. Um, highly, highly recommend that one. And then we watched another one. Oh, oh, I can't remember the title, so can't recommend it. But it's another one about climbing that was pretty cool. But uh, so much for that. Cool. So Shy. I do, so th- those uh, I will probably not see most of those, but they especially sound awesome. the one that I couldn't remember. The well, name that's of. fair. That's you've done me a favor by not giving me the name. <laughs> I'm doing and I, I, I I'm loving Doom Patrol on the DC Universe. It's really a shame that that I mean I think the DC Universe platform is cool because I'm a comic book kid and it has tons of DC Universe stuff that I never really immersed myself in but the shows like Doom Patrol and Titans like they need to find a, another way for people to watch those shows because I just I don't I recommend people signing up for the service but I don't see people realistically signing every everyone has a streaming service right now it's it's nuts and I don't Are you still paying for for the DC one? Yeah, because I I really I like Doom Patrol now, so I I paid for Titans. I paid it to to see if I had Titans, and now Doom Patrol's on. So I'm watching. I don't know how many other people are, but Doom Patrol is a really cool show. And I mentioned this to Lily the other day. Brendan Fraser voices what? the character of Robot oh, Man, right. and but he's not in the show. Well, he's in it in it. he's in it in flashbacks, but okay. but here's the thing: that character. So oh, Doom right, Patrol the is the Yeah, so I'm but, ready. For for the Bren, for the Brendan Assange. So Brendan what, what I want to just say about this show is that this is a show where it's like motley crew of unlikely heroes become heroes, and so it's your typical misfits who aren't a team that become a team like Avengers but crappier powers. But he plays this guy who has essentially lost all feeling in his body, and he's he's metal at this point. Kind of like reminds me, it makes me think of RoboCop, the like the true sort of the original RoboCop, the 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 depth of that. And he's this guy who's struggling 
he brings a depth to what should be a goofy show that I'm really, really enjoying. He is by far the, the most interesting part of that show. So I, I, again, I don't know where anybody would watch it, but take get a free trial of DC Universe, and in a week, and, knock out Titans and Doom Patrol, and, and you will be uh, really happy. Just get more Brennan Fraser in your life. You yeah, know? maybe go back and watch some School Ties or Airheads, one of my all-time favorites. Air, I mean, Airheads. Hello, um, George of the Jungle, obviously. And what's the it mummy? called? How great was he in The Mummy? What's the, first the one? Mummy? Oh, oh so the first two good. mummies are fantastic. With Rachel Weitzman and Brandon Fraser. Rachel and the Weitzman, one that... who are you just naming what? people from camp at this point? Rachel Weitz? Oh, right, whatever. <laughs> I'm tired. I slept, listen, I literally slept three hours in the last no. two days. It's now, even Jewish ab- enough. Now, what about... Um, Rachel Weitzman. <laughs> Rachel Weitzman, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like. I'm so tired. Oh, man. And, <sighs> and uh, Brendan uh, Rosenberg, and how many other... <laughs> what other Jews are you putting in the mummy? And what was another one? What was the one that he was in? Honors with Honors? The oh, one yeah, with Honors. With, yes. Which with, had um, wasn't Maura Joe Kelly Pesci in that? Moira Kelly, Joe Pesci, and yeah, and who are the guy, Patrick the other guys? In Dempsey it? plays the no. charming friend. Is it Patrick Patrick Dempsey? I think so like <gasps> Patrick Dempsey in a supporting role. Wow, I'm gonna have to go back. And Lily loved With Honors. Oh, that was like one of her movies. I, I remember Big liking time. the With Honors soundtrack. I remember the movie not being as good of a movie as I wanted it to be. It probably wasn't. I mean, realistically. Yeah. Um, so with honors, 1994. Oh, what a period! What a year! Yep, Empire I, Records. What else came out that year? I don't know. <laughs> Clueless. <laughs> it's all like around that. Maybe that was 96. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. So Beck, uh, with that, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at paper bk princess. That is the paper Beck princess. And yeah. you can follow me uh, at Pancake and the number four table, Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of our shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Please like and review and share. Tell a friend about this podcast. And come see us. It's getting close. Under, under 100 days to All-Star Comic Con. We will have a table there, and we will be hanging out and taping segments for the show, and people will be invited to participate. It's going to be really fun. So uh, that's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Check out their website and buy tickets. And uh, the music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and we will dance, and we will see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Love you.